What do you know about that, man? <laughs> That was pretty fun. <laughs> well, that's been fun to talk about. Yeah. You woke me up a little bit. So. I'll say we start it. All right. All right. I'm Chase Winninger, host of the podcast, Lee McClellan, co-host. How's everybody doing? It's a beautiful Friday. It is beautiful. And today's guest, Rachel Cram. Future host of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a joke. I'm kidding. <laughs> kind of. I feel like you're coming for me. I don't know. Can you guys tell that I'm drained today? Do I look tired? No, but you have two cups of coffee sitting two over there. Two cups of coffee, yes. And that, that'd be my fourth cup. When Was I that from the, the round uh, trip to Barkley Dam? Yes, me and Chad decided we were going to be road warriors last night, so we bow fished at Lake Barkley. Did and, I kill them? And yeah, we ended up with 64 in the boat, but I don't know how many of those were suicidal. Asian carp? Yeah. Silvers? All silvers. No big heads. Didn't see one. But Man, they've been shooting some big, big, big heads on the What time did y'all get back? Four something. So it was a late night. And then, of course, my internal clock woke me up this morning. It was like, it's 8 o'clock, Chase. Oversleeping. So I was wide awake at 8 o'clock and just kind of dragged through the whole day. But it was fun. I went and I looked at some of the footage earlier. And, I mean, there are carp just jumping into the barrels, you know, just committing suicide right there. I, got, I killed two or three, and I just had a camera just jumping out of the water and hitting me. And it was in the exact same spot that we shot the electro fishing video last week. Which I know you guys saw. That's had 31 In million views incredible. worldwide. It's at least that. That is such a good video. It is really is incredible. It just demonstrates the problem. Like there's no. Did y'all shoot that with a drone? No, I shot that handheld. Like I wish there was more. From where? Uh, I actually got out on the lock wall, so they let me walk across the lock gate, which was pretty cool. That's yeah. awesome. And get all the way out there. So it was and a honey angle. <laughs> it was 80 feet down, and it's a graded metal, so you're just looking down there, but. At least, I mean, there was other people out there with us from other news agencies and whatnot, and like women in high heels. <laughs> Be careful coming across there. But um, it was fun. And I'm, that video really is just a small clip that's going to be used in a later piece. And if nobody, if somebody's listening and they didn't see this video, just go to the Kentucky Field or Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife Facebook page or YouTube. Mm -hmm. It's there. But it blew up. And one good thing about that is because literally we just posted that to illustrate the problem because at a later point in time after this bath system gets installed bioacoustic fish fence we're going to do a full segment maybe like a full show on asian carp and what's being done but a few of the news agencies that picked it up like i have this list printed out here if you read through it fox abc cnn nbc cnn international usa today i mean it's pretty much yahoo news yahoo india senator mm. mitch mcconnell unilad I know we had World Star Hip Hop, Bloomberg. <laughs> yeah, it's just good. I mean, if you name somebody, it's on here. Courier Journal, blah, blah, blah. So it, it went crazy. So that was really good for us and for the department and hopefully for the problem because every day I get to work and one of the first things I do is approve YouTube comments and things like that. And it's just 100 comments a day coming through. On that? Yeah. So it's generating attention. People are concerned about them, and rightfully so. So one of the reasons I want to have you on today, Rachel, well, there's a lot of reasons, um, is because you bowfish, right? Yeah, not as much as I used to, but... Well, you still do it. We went out together one time this year. Didn't have a very good night, but... It was pretty bad. Yeah. But it was windy and it was muddy. I think I saw you and Scott blow the falls not too long ago. Yeah, so my um, dad's sister and brother were in town, and so... Um, They'd never been down there ever, so okay. uh, we took them down. They had the best time ever. My, you, all, you all were just fishing though, right? Yeah, my aunt caught like a two, 
hybrids and they were little it was really the water temperature was like 80 something degrees mm -hmm. it's terrible down there now and then um my uncle caught a gar and then scott threw a cast net in and he caught like two silver carp i think a buffalo a couple shad and a, like a 37 pound blue cat in a cast net a 37 a 37 pound blue in a cast net <laughs> it was wild. he goes to lift up he's like you're not gonna believe this and i just thought oh it's gonna be full of bait fish which never is especially with water that high and uh he pulled that big old catfish and i was like good lord that's crazy yeah. it's only in like four feet of water i've down never there. seen a big one Did, caught like that in a cast net i haven't either I mean, the biggest thing i've seen a cast crazy. net is well um my buddy who has a place on picture. lake cumberland i go to all the time uh, they caught a lake sturgeon in a cast net. That'd be pretty cool. Wow, and that's weird, right? Yeah, well, they're you know we've stocked them, and uh, I sent Are it over to Matt Thomas, and he was like, "These that's one of the biggest ones he's seen in Elkhorn." Awesome. Oh, in Elkhorn, cool. No, I mean not in Cumberland. Cumberland. It couldn't be. I, Elkhorn wouldn't have lake sturgeon. No, no, no. We stocked them in the headwaters of Cumberland. They've moved down in the lake. I guess so. They were they were capturing shad at five thirty in the morning. Yeah. To go uh, striper fishing. Striper fishing, and it's like, what is this? He pulls it up and. They text me, he's like, Lee, what is this? I was like, that's a lake sturgeon. Hmm. And, uh, wow. That's a big catfish. Did you eat that one? No, we've caught in the cast net. It went back in the water. Plus, I don't. But that's not a sport fish. You can keep it. Yeah, but. But sport fish caught in cast you net. Know, I, if I'm eating a catfish, it's going to be one that's five pounds or less. Yeah, yeah but no I doubt. thought this was cool. So he was like in four, four feet of water, maybe. But look at that fin. Looks like you got hit by a prop or something. We'll have to share Turtle. that picture. A could turtle. Have been, could have been, yeah. Or, I, I mean, know. sorry, I got. Was that recently bit. damaged? It looked like it because it still, still like looks pink, a little bloody and stuff. Flesh. Yeah, I was going to say. Fleshy looking. That's kind of weird. I've been going down to the falls a lot more lately since I moved to Louisville. And uh, it seems like the hybrids have slowed down on me. I've been catching buffs and Asians. There's no bait up there. No water's so warm. Mm -hmm. I kayaked it the other day for the first time. Did you? Had a guy uh, take me out and kind of show me where he likes to fish. We went below the lower, then we went to the rubble dam. And I mean, it was work getting that hundred and whatever pound kayak through that current. But it was, I mean, it, if they if the fish were on, it would have been well worth it. Mm -hmm. And it's not too hard to paddle from the Clarksville ramp over to the lower dam there. Mm -mm. There's that rock island out there. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty cool. I heard a kayaker was found, was it two days ago on that island? Oh, no. like not alive? Found? No, they were alive. But apparently they had severe injuries and they'd been there since 9 a.m. and they were found at like 8 o'clock at night. Ooh. You know, that falls to the Ohio Facebook group gives you so much info. What are you doing, Rachel? <laughs> My legs asleep. I have to stand up for a second. <laughs> I guess with, I'm these, getting old. with these microphones, you uh, can do that. Sorry. All right. Well, while you're standing up, I'm awkward. <laughs> the most awkward moment I've ever had on the podcast. Rachel just, I'm standing over Tom and Chase like. Yeah, Rachel's just towering above My us. left leg is really asleep. Well, this has been a problem in a tree stand. You know, I guess we could too. stand up and do the podcast if we <laughs> wanted to. Sorry, guys. I'm going to run You're through. Fine. I only have a couple bullet points here. I know neither one of you all have any, had anything either you wanted or necessarily knew you were going to talk about today. Mm -hmm. So, Rachel, here's what I wanted to have you in. Your first bullet point, the bath system and Asian carp. Mm -hmm. Second one, deer season's coming up. Third, dove season. Twitching. Mm -hmm. Yes, right. I know Lee likes that, too. Mm -hmm. Then I have, uh, she's wanting to high-five you, Lee. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, becoming an outdoors woman, yeah. September 13th and 15th. And I know you have experience with that, mm -hmm. so I want to get some details. And then I also just want to know what was coming up with the foundation. Sounds good. So where would you like to start? I'll let you have. Uh, let's go in that order. Let's go in that order. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think so. All right. It's so bath, Asian carp. We touched on it a little bit, right? I'm not a fisheries guy. I'm not an expert, but I have spent a lot of time down there with people 
from fisheries, from U.S. Fish and Wildlife. From I wrote Tennessee. a story about it. About so, the bath. we did a diagram of what is how it works and what it's going to look like. At a later date, we'll probably have <clears throat> an expert, Ron or or somebody in here, to really talk about it in detail. But I thought it, you know what I've seen down there is pretty cool so far. So maybe talking about how it's going to work and what the goal is. You got any anywhere you want to start? Well, just something that's related but not directly. There's also a guy making concrete. Have you heard of this guy? He calls it carpcrete. Oh, and he yeah. uses Asian carp and some and he's making concrete. And he mm -hmm. wants to buy more carp to make more carpcrete. Well there's plenty of carp to buy. No doubt. And uh, I mean, especially, isn't that wild? Yeah, it's pretty pretty nuts. Carpcrete. Yeah, that's what he calls it. And it works. I just think everybody that is listening needs to know like it's a big big deal if oh, you yeah, look up like the illinois river too yeah, like yeah. Mm -hmm. i mean you can't even drive a boat in some of these places it's so densely populated with these silly things and it's just really important that we do something about it so people so. have been asking me how what's the system gonna what's it do how's it gonna work right and so it's a bath system bioacoustic fish fence it's being installed installed on the lock at lake barkley right mm -hmm. and Basically, these carp are really sensitive to lights and sound and just frequencies in general. That's why when we fired up the electrodes on that electric electric shocking boat, they all jumped out of the water. They're just super sensitive. And so it's going to have strobing, flashing lights. Mm -hmm. It's going to play different frequencies of sound that pulse with the lights. And then it's going to have a fence of bubbles, bubbles coming straight up. And between those three things, the fish will not want to cross it. So they'll be diverted away from the lock channel. And this bath system is going to go diagonally across the lock and divert the fish back over to the right-hand side of the river. So basically the goal is that the fish won't go into the lakes through the locks the same way they had been in the past. Because I was told by the lock master that those locks open 6,000 times a year. And every time they open right now, here comes fit, more Asian fish, are, there, fish are just coming through. Mm -hmm. Then people want to know, how are we going to know if it's working? Ron Brooks told me that we have already tagged a bunch of Asian carp and that we have uh, sensors down there in the lock that are actually you know, reading when these carp are moving through. So once the system's installed, we just hope to see a big drop off in the number of tagged fish that are moving through the locks. And uh, he also told me that they're still tagging fish and they're gonna keep actively tagging fish. So they can get a good read on that. And then people wanna know, well, how's that gonna help out the lake? Cause there's already all those carp up there. And I didn't know this, but this is a, a key to it is Asian carp need moving water to reproduce. Apparently their eggs have to tumble through the water column mm -hmm. for a certain number of days, and if they hit the bottom, then they're donezo. So in the lake, they just, they can't reproduce. Or if they do, it's very, very, that, very There's little. been two spawns since they've been in the lake, basically is, 2010 and 2015, I think Adam yeah. told me. And every other year it's been a bust. So he says their numbers are starting to fall precipitously in yeah. Barkley. So if, if this we, will help a lot. If mm -hmm. we can keep them from moving up the river into the lakes, then eventually the lakes should be much, much, much better. So I'm anxious to see how it's going to work. And I will say that the flashing lights, I didn't know how, how well that was going to work, but last night when we were bow fishing down there, when we went up into that lock wall corner, the guy had a foot pedal switch for his lights, and he just tapped it real quick. And as soon as he started tapping that light, he said they just hate it, and they went nuts. We had 22 land in the boat during that one little pulsating mm -hmm. thing. lights. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever tried that? Man, the only thing I can talk about that, like, say about that is, like, back in the day, we'd bowfish, like, uh, New Albany area, mm -hmm. like, b below the Sherman Minton Bridge um, on the High River. And, like, I can distinctly remember seeing big heads, like, out in the center, like, skimming. Mm -hmm. But, like, any sound or lights, gone. Mm -hmm. 
And so that's how a lot of guys are shooting them now, is like doing the sneak attack you on them. You gotta scroll up on them. Yeah. So, so that's what they do so. in, in China to get them in these big nets, is they haze them. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> they haze them into it and then they slowly constrict and that's how they harvest them. It's, it's and you crazy. can take massive amounts of them. Yeah. yeah. So it should, yeah. <clears throat> so I'm hoping that that works well. I think this is the first system of its kind being installed. I know there's electric barriers other places, but this is going to be bubbles, air, and I mean, bubbles, lights, and sound. I'm pretty optimistic that it could work pretty well. Mm -hmm. So at a later date, we'll have Ron Brooks or somebody from Fisheries on to talk about that. Kentucky Field will be putting out a video that goes into a lot of detail, and hopefully it's a big success. Because if it is a success on Barkley, then it'll probably be replicated all over the place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, the River and yeah. We had a lady from U.S. Department of Fish and Wildlife down there with us, and she's actually stationed out of Mississippi, and she's kind of the Asian carp person for the whole Mississippi Valley. And it's something that people all over the place are paying attention to because the whole Ohio River, Illinois River, Mississippi River, Kentucky River, I mean, they're everywhere. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. Asian carp literally four miles from us right now, like right down there, probably closer. All right, so Asian carp, BAF. Um, they're also right below Taylorsville, too. Taylorsville, they? they're below Gus Creek. Basically, any waterway that connects to the Ohio River, unimpeded by a dam, and if, if the dam has a lock on it, then count that one out, but like a, a spillway-type dam is going to have Asian carp, That's the way I understand it. Fun to shoot with the bow, horrible for all other reasons. Yeah, no doubt. They're good to eat. The yeah. silver carp, that top part, Mm -hmm. I'm not a big fan of the, the where they grind up the bones and make a fish patty. Mm -hmm. Not not a fan. What about but the hot dogs, the carp dogs? I've not had a carp dog. Mm. But that top white fillet on the silver carp especially is Delicious. really good. Yeah. yeah, it really is good. That's the only part I've had, and I had that at the sampler, the, at the Slato sampler, one of the foundation's events, and it was really good. Mm -hmm. Did they have that this year? I think I just missed it. Uh, no, we just we ended up just having catfish because they were so busy they couldn't get us enough fish. Okay, so, so we last just doubled down on the catfish. This 20, year. 2018 would be yes. when I had the Asian carp, and mm -hmm. it was really good. It was good. Oh, yeah. uh, the carp dogs mm, acquired taste. I've I'm never heard of a carp dog before. About that. I think I'll stick with the hot dog variety of hot dogs. And I love fish, so I was like, oh man, I'm really beef gonna like these. I like beef. You know, I'll be honest with you, I don't eat hot dogs. And it's just that mental picture of how they make them. Same thing with bologna. Like, I'm not I a... I've had bologna in years. I don't I, eat hot dogs often. My wife hates them, but... I just can't get I past. love a grilled hot dog occasionally with pickles. And At the ball field, you mm -hmm. gotta eat a hot dog. But don't they just use all the leftover parts of the stuff in there? Yeah. That's what I've been told. <laughs> hey, my, granddaddy, delicious. my granddaddy made me viney sausage, so after that, everything's gravy. <laughs> I did too, man. Hey, we we split them in half with a pocket knife and fold them on the crust so they lay flat on the saltine. I think it's actually Viennas, but we called them Viennas yeah, Everybody called them Viennas. Yeah. Viennas? Yeah. yeah. Vienna well, sausages. That's, that's new for me. I never you never heard they come in a can? Oh, I've seen this. I've seen the Vienna sausages before, but it's I never, like never heard It's like a Kentucky thing, Viennas. Yeah, everybody calls them Viennas. Yeah. Well, we did. Well. Vianese? Well, deer season's coming up, and I will be eating venison and dove and all kinds of other stuff that's not made out of. You, what about spam? Can you eat spam? I never have. I don't. You never I'll, had spam. I have this. It's I have not... tasted versions. It's more textures that get me than other stuff. Well, the stuff they spam's good. Fried. I'm mm. a picky eater. Like spam sandwiches, fried spam. It's yeah, pretty good. If you didn't like spam. You didn't like Vianese. And you're you're like gonna grapes, be hungry. You're gonna be hungry, granddad. Somebody told me a story one time about <laughs> so in like a bologna factory or spam, because they basically they they stir it in a vat, right? And it makes that that 
consistency. Mm-hmm. Somebody told me a story one time about one of the workers was out there in the vat and he was stirring the stuff up and he was just spitting his dip spit right into it. And <laughs> after so I gross. heard that story, I couldn't, I, I just well, I've couldn't heard do that, it. You know, there's a guy stirring that and five rats fell in and they just kept going. <laughs> I've heard versions of that. So. Oh man, that reminds yeah, me of something. I just think you can't think about it. I was going to say, with Vainey's dip spit yeah, might improve. Go hunting and process your own meat. Exactly. You know what happens. <laughs> Apparently, uh, I don't know if this is available yet or not, but if it's not it's going to be very soon uh university of kentucky and the department of agriculture are putting out recipes have you heard about this Mm-mm. so they've got 26 wild game recipes with nutritional information and facts and they're going to be available either at extension offices on um, actual hard copies or on the websites and i'm kind of i mean i've cooked wild game for years but i'm kind of anxious to see what these professional chefs or what their recipes are. Give they're me coming some, up with. Give me some new stuff to try. Because mm-hmm. you gotta assume they're gonna have the most popular species, turkey, deer, dove, et cetera, et cetera. So I might try some new stuff. One of the best restaurant dishes I ever had was at uh, Jonathan's old place that was in the Gratz Park Inn in Lexington. And he did a tenderloin of, of venison and uh, medium rare. Mm-hmm. And he rolled it in um, maple mustard and then rolled it in cracked pecan, so it had a crust. Mm, that that delicious. thing rocked. <laughs> oh my God, it was, I would crush one right now. Even though I just had lunch, I would crush one. <laughs> oh, give me, let's see, what's today's date? Today's the ninth, right? Give me about 30 days, and I'll be out there trying my best. And what I'll do when deer season comes around, I'm not sure if you'll hunt anything like this, Rachel. What are you doing now? <laughs> my leg's going to sleep again. Well, stand up again. <laughs> now you're just... you made me feel weird earlier. <laughs> no, you're fine. I mean, you getting pinched nerve down there? I don't know what's going on. Well. It happens in a tree stand, too. It's really aggravating. Are you okay? Yeah, you it's just like your... my left leg. All right, well, good luck. Thank um, you. Uh, so what I'm saying <laughs> is uh, I'll basically hunt that first week for a buck, depending on what I have on camera. And then after the first week of September's over, I'll go into doe killing mode and I'll pack the freezer up with venison. And then when October rolls around, I'll start getting buck fever again. And, Cause I can't not be after a buck when it's temperatures are dropping down into the fifties and sixties. And that's my plan. acting all crazy. Do you have cameras out? Nope. You don't? Mm-mm. On your property you don't? No, we don't have anything. You don't have anything out there yet. Be careful with that cord. Oh. <laughs> I'm in all kinds of trouble today. No, you're fine. You're just fidgety today. Um, no, we haven't really done anything. We planted, well, we have corn planted. We had okay. a farmer put corn in up there for us. Um, no, we've been really behind on all that stuff. Are you going to hunt your new property this year? Probably, probably public, mainly. You're going to go back to mm-hmm. your, your honey hole down there? At... Yeah, I'd say probably public for the most part. I mean, it seems crazy, but like, so Scott and I and his dad, we just earlier this year bought some ground it's 120 acres which is a lot it's yeah. big especially if you have wooded yeah. 120 acres wooded properties seem so much bigger but than it's wide really open not like if you think about like all the public access that we're we have the opportunity to hunt here i mean i can mess up 120 acres and not very well much you could time. <laughs> i'm just saying when you're out there yeah. walking 120 acres if you're yeah. having to walk up and down hills and through woods mm-hmm. it seems twice as big as a 120 acre field, field. yeah for sure I mean, I mean, it's, but, uh, you know, you're talking about you hunting public. Mm -hmm. I'm obviously not going to give away your your spot here to everybody. It's okay. I don't care. You can tell them. One of my buddies, though, who bow fishes a lot, he'll put all these pictures up of, uh, he's got these huge big heads and stuff on his boat. Like Jericho sure was on fire tonight. (laughs) (laughs) He's like somewhere completely Elmer Davis was was hot. (laughs) And so he always just says that kind of stuff. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I just that's a I, lot of really good public land. I get bored really easily too. I don't like. Have you seen any more city. weird things on the public land? You know, you're talking about. Well, I around? know that we had a, a something that was right up your alley the other day. Happened at Mammoth Cave National Park. I know. I was like that. That's my, I saw that dude. If, uh, if, <laughs> that's, that's what that's for. They're trying to scare Bigfoot or whatever. No, I, I if people don't know though, Rachel's had Bigfoot experiences in the stand, not with the actual Bigfoot, but with people who are hunting Bigfoot. It's crazy. It's <laughs> the craziest you, you, thing ever. We've talked about this on the podcast. Yeah, like, that's I was convinced he was just on drugs. And Scott's like, no, I think he's hunting Bigfoot. I'm like, I don't know. He's crazy. I know that. There's a whole Bigfoot hunting group out there. There is. Like these people travel. You know, if they've done all that, how come you haven't found one? <laughs> well, <laughs> they have. He's shot at one. Uh, yes, Maybe well. cave. I mean, there's no Maybe. way the Bigfoot isn't living 10 did, miles outside of Louisville. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know? They say Anderson County. But did you see that? Well, that's the, the Kentucky River Monster, isn't it, in Anderson County? Have you ever heard of that? No, I think it's Bigfoot. Tell it's me about Sasquatch. The, well, there's a, there's a fable that there's a, a monster that lives down by the Kentucky River in Anderson County. <laughs> it was on one of those shows, I think. I think Farmer talked about it. I watched it. it. Yeah, I've heard. I've seen them go out there and try to echolocate it, or they have like the the super sensitive. I mean, with all the trail devices. cameras out, how come we haven't seen Bigfoot? Yeah. Oh, you just you know his his aura uh, disables him. <laughs> oh, that's what it you is. know, y'all. I'm kind of a chicken, like, but it's not of anything like in the. It's of other humans. Like I'm worried I'm gonna like walk up on some crackhead or something that's gonna try and hurt me while you're hunting. Yeah, or just in like I say, shoot just, him. Just being be aware of that. Okay? Scratch the shoot em comment that I just made <laughs> from the record, okay? It was a joke, but <laughs> seriously, and then I'd like, then the next thing I know, there's a dude like banging a stick against a tree and like also hollering. Bigfoot, yeah, same dude. And it's like, that's the only part that makes it a little Can nervous. Can you rent a Bigfoot out? Don't <laughs> do no, this. shoot me. Don't kill me. That would be one of the most dangerous things you could yeah, do. Yeah, you're right. They probably would shoot. Somebody, we, uh, you know, when I work with Head Just First. Just put one out there and see how many people shoot. Just stuff it with straw and like a Bigfoot, see how many people shoot. That would be kind of funny. <laughs> did y'all you see the couple that was interviewed that was in the tent next to that dude shooting? I didn't, I just saw the headline. I didn't actually read. So I was hoping one of you all could fill uh, me in on the Bigfoot. So the, I only watched the girl and she, you know, she just seemed like a normal person, right? She's like, yeah, me and my boyfriend were in our tent, and we like look out, and there's this guy running through the woods shooting at nothing, but he s says he's shooting at Bigfoot. Is it a crime to kill Bigfoot? Like, I don't is know, there... but it is a crime to discharge a firearm in, in a the national park. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's going to jail. Yeah, it's so. <laughs> you know, probably Bigfoot, needs to be... maybe something else was going on too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, we can't speculate. <laughs> no. But reason would suggest. Yeah. Something else know. maybe. Slightly derailed here. <laughs> I could believe in Bigfoot in the Pacific Northwest, maybe. Up there in Oregon or something, Washington yeah. State. Yeah, where there's like a bunch of open ground. Well, yeah. There's just, I mean, Kentucky's not the most populated area, but it's definitely, it's not Canada, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. It's a completely ridiculous comment. I mean, are we really speculating about whether well, I mean, or not we believe? It just amazes me that so many people look for them and are into it and watch those shows. Everybody and, needs a hobby, Lee. Forever, yeah, I, I just thought know, it was a joke. Take up fishing. It's yeah, a lot fishing, than fishing is a great hobby. You'll probably yeah. have more or luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Plus, occasionally you can eat what you catch. As in chasing a non-existent Bigfoot, <laughs> you're never going to get any free food. <laughs> yeah. That was crazy. Anyways. That's, yeah, that's... That's interesting, mm. Bigfoot out there. If he's if he's out there, I don't think he's in Kentucky. We'll put it that way. 
probably nowhere near. If he Kentucky. is, he's very, very stinky. Yes. And he's got to be old because, I mean, are we talking about there's one of them? There's got to be more than one, right? Yeah. Is there a breeding population of Bigfoots? Or? I don't know. All right, this is where two derailed. <laughs> okay. So know. before we got off on Bigfoot, I was getting ready to say there's a lot of good public ground. I think I said that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what I was going to say... Where Sasquatch lives. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you're near Lexington, you have veterans, you have central Kentucky over there in Richmond. If you're spent near, a lot of time there. Where's Keebler? Keebler? Uh, Cleaver. Cleaver. That's just, uh, that's north of Cleaver. Cleaver makes uh, cookies. Yeah, there's... Uh-huh. <laughs> there's Cleaver, there's, there's Sullivan here in Franklin County. Then you have... Uh, Taylorsville Lake, you have Otter Creek, uh, just south of Louisville. What's the what's the new one? I haven't been to it yet. In Rough, Austin County. Uh, there's one. Uh, what's Nelson the river? Washington. No, it's the the river one. It's uh, J C Williams. There's no. one on Rolling Fork. Rolling Fork. Uh, the Rolling Fork. Oh, yeah, yeah that's J C Williams. You have. Um, and also um, Bernheim Forest and and, and uh, what, State Forest. What's the what, Kentucky River? Non State Forest. Non WMA and State Forest. On the website. Um, Which is near. K Y. FW.KY.GOV, there's a whole list of all the public land. And it has specific regs if they aren't just open to statewide regs. And so if you're looking for somewhere to hunt this fall, be it deer, turkey, or dove. Or squirrel. Squirrel, anything that's in season. Get on there and you can look at public land. And there's a chance, chances are there's something closer to you than also you might Fort think. Knox. Mm-hmm. You, know, you have an opportunity if you... Public dove fields are going to be a big thing here in about three weeks. The or dove so. guide is on the website. Yeah. And the youth mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I saw the, the sign ups ava- yeah. are, are available going on till next Friday, yeah. I think. Lee, tell me about those because I don't know that much about the youth mentor sign ups. Well, uh, there's there's four fields this year. I just, I'm the editor of the dove guide. That doesn't mean I know anything about it. That just means I, I edit it. <laughs> Blindly type without thinking. It's funny. People ask me. I've been the editor of the fishing guide for 20 years, and people ask me stuff, and I've seen it so many times, I can't remember. It's amazing. <laughs> when you look at something so much, you're like, oh, I can't remember. I feel like an idiot. Anyway, uh, there's four this year. They're, they're pretty well spread out um, uh, throughout, and, and it's online process. Now, it used to be you, you would call the first day, and a lot of times they would fill quickly, especially popular ones like the, the old Washington County field. I know you've Ooh, been on a bunch. So Some great shoot. Um, and they would fill up, which really wasn't fair to people who, say, work third shift or, you know, work 12-hour shifts and couldn't really get there that first or day. If they forgot. couldn't call until the third day, then, then so this spreads it out and makes it a lot more fair. So you have to do an online application, and an adult mentor, 18 years or older, can take up to two youths. And uh, there's, there's the, the rules are on the very back page of the, of the, of the Dove Guide. And uh, it's a great opportunity. These fields are usually in great shape. Um, and it's and, kind of first dibs too, right? Um, yes, well, well, now that it's online, it's a draw and then they'll assign you a step. Oh, I mean, the, the, the people who are going to these Dove Fields for the youth mentor hunt kind of get first. Oh, it's, yeah, first oh, time yes, it's been yes. hunted or shot. Yeah, they're, they're closed, everything else. So, day. so it'll be the first time that field's been so, hunted. It is yes. so good, and, the, and it'll be—it's usually a very quality hunt. Yeah, really good hunt and a really good time to take a kid. I—I've taken my niece and nephew in the past. They're older now, and I have a young girl that wants to hunt, and so I'm—I just texted her mom and said, "Hey, you think she'd like to go dove hunt?" She's like, "Absolutely." So I registered us for the one like in Danville, or or, or entered us to win. Hopefully, get drawn for that one, but. They're great. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, the shoot starts at like two o'clock. It's like two to seven. You can mm-hmm. shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's awesome. Do me a Kids favor, love quick. It. What? Your hair? Can you flip it off your microphone? Oh my God. I don't know if it was making noise or not. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate it. <laughs> no, but so I'm all kinds that's of a good day. opportunity for youth. Um, look into that. It's on the website, and then also the public dove fields are really popular. Mm-hmm. And, and the the mentor youth fields open up the day after to public hunting, so they're usually. A good shoot if, if you, yeah, the first couple of days after that. <clears throat> now, the ones that are on private field are open the first, the second, then they don't open again until that following Saturday. Okay. All that's listed on the website. Yeah, it's all on, on the Because I, I don't know. And, and I've, one thing I've noticed through the years is we have, seems to, we, we lose a few private fields every year. And, you know, again, we've talked about it before. While we lose access, is people don't pick up, if, if, if you're going to hunt a public field, please pick up after yourself. Yeah, yeah, it's not that don't hard. Clean, to... Don't clean your birds in the parking lot. Take them home. Or uh, pick up your shells. Yeah, throw pick up a, your trash. Throw a trash bag in with your, your ammo and before you leave, take a trash with you. It doesn't matter if hard. you're hunting public or private. If I'm hunting my buddy's field, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not leaving. My shells. There's yeah. not a hole left around. No. And that's just being courteous. That's why, I mean, like you're, you're talking about public duff fields being closed. Public access to fishing spots being being closed. I mean, privately owned access. One of the biggest complaints yeah. is trash. It's I all mean, trash. It, it, just if it was your place, how would you feel? You know, you have this place. You've, you've opened it up for the public to use. You know, and then you go out there, and it's you, you're spending disgusting. three hours picking up after other people. It, well, yeah. it doesn't take long for that to get old. Well, it's not just that. It's that when you provide something for people, it's because you want people to have something that you want them to appreciate it. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like if you think nobody's going to go out there and enjoy it and appreciate it, then you're not going to do it. Yeah. So when you open up your property to somebody, you just want them to appreciate it. And then when they just leave trash laying around, it makes you feel like they don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if I was letting somebody borrow my vehicle and they were trashing it up every day, I'd be like, well, what's the point in this? They don't really appreciate it. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't get how people leave trash laying around all the time. And, and, and I it's think a one that really gets people is cleaning your birds. That draws coyotes. Mm-hmm. That draws, you know, all kinds of insects. So you uh, come clean your birds at my house, yeah. about a hundred yards out the back door, please. <laughs> yes, and draws Draw the coyotes. Yeah. <laughs> but just that's a, that's a, I've I've heard from several people that's one of the biggest complaints it, is trash. Yes, but but leaving bird carcasses and cleaning your birds in the parking. So lot. they're not even picking their. No, they're just cleaning the birds, putting the the breast in with them. They go home. They leave the carcass laying in the parking lot. The other day I was, or not the other day, last year I was driving past uh, Shelby County Public Dove Field and it was, nobody was there, but there was a couple lawn chairs over there. I grabbed a few lawn chairs that day, took them home. I picked up shell, uh, holes and stuff too while I was there, but got myself, if you uh, lost a green lawn chair or a blue lawn chair last year at the Shelby County Public Field, then shouldn't have left it there, sorry. <laughs> yeah, my, my friend Ashley hosted that field last year. It was pretty good. I've heard it's a good field. Mm-hmm. I know that last year, we're going to have to have Wes Little or somebody on before dove season to mm-hmm. tell us, you know, because they, they know about numbers and they can preview the season for us. But my gut tells me that this should be a decent season because I'm of seeing the, them everywhere. Just the, on anecdotal evidence, it should be a great Well, year. and if you think about the crops, I mean, the rain, the, everything's been perfect. There should be, if you had a sunflower field out there, there should be plenty of sunflowers. There should be, you know, everything mm-hmm. should be doing pretty well. We've had a drought for the past two weeks, mm-hmm. but that's after everything's already grown. We put in sunflowers this year, mm-hmm. and the deer ate all of it. <laughs> <laughs> so not us. Yeah, well. We're not shooting that one. That's all right. Is that at your new property? No, it's at my mom's place, Simpsonville. Mm. Oh, yeah, you showed me that property before. Yeah. It should yeah. Be, you could probably still go out there and shoot doves. I mean, I see them just randomly all over the place. When yeah. a dove hunt is hot, it's the funnest thing in the world. 
when, when, when they're flying. I mean, it's just a blast. <laughs> Did you just correct Lee's grammar? No. I wasn't correcting it. I oh, I thought, because he it's said the it, it's fun. the, okay, I thought you were, it is people the do that fun. to me all the time. <laughs> no, I was agreeing with them. <laughs> okay, okay. My mother did that to me all the time. Yeah. I get I corrected. I wasn't correcting you, Lee. No, that's a, I didn't think that you were. Thank oh, you. my bad. I'm just so used to people doing it to me. <laughs> See, I ain't got no English. <laughs> <laughs> we're Viennese. Yeah. Yes. We're Viennese brothers and sisters. <laughs> well. We don't know about the Viennese. The Viennese, it's a made-up word that you guys are just... No, Vienna, that's what old, older people call Vienna sausage Viennese. All right, well, you know, I listen to... This is completely off topic again. I listen to Sports Talk Radio quite a bit, and they have an argument on there. It's been going on for months. Is it Fanta or Fanta? It's Fanta. The drink? Yeah. Fanta, Fanta, don't you Fanta? Fanta is what I always call it. Yeah, yeah, Fanta. There's some people out there that think it's Fanta. I haven't had mm -hmm. that in... They Most make orange, isn't it, isn't it orange and grape? Yeah, the orange one, orange and mm -hmm. grape, yeah. I haven't had it in a long time either, but it's Fanta. I just wanted to touch on that real quick since we Do they still make orange crush? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I remember there was strawberry crush and grape crush. What about peach Neha? Yeah, I remember that. Uh, and new grape. Do you remember new grape? No. That turned your teeth kind of blue. <laughs> <laughs> it was so grapey. Peach Neha is good. <laughs> I love L.A. though. Yeah, oh, it's good. Yeah, that'd be good. Again, <laughs> well, I got to say, I'll take I'll take a, a for good that uh, mixer with another uh, brown. You're talking with about bourbon. With the liquid that you just say bourbon. The, the, the Kentucky notes. <laughs> <laughs> L8 and bourbon is yes. uh, is a distinctly and a slice of lime, very very tasty. Distinctly Kentucky drink. Is yes. that what the uh, motto says when we? Have it's kind of like a Kentucky Mule. Have you had a Kentucky Mule? Mm -hmm. That's ginger beer and bourbon, but the Moscow Mule is vodka, and ginger beer, and lime. Which one's like better? Um, well, in the summer, the Moscow Mule is very refreshing. <laughs> in fact, okay. I'm going to enjoy yeah. one later on tonight. <laughs> Friday, yay! We, uh, Lee gave, uh, this is the last drinking thing we're going to talk about, but Lee gave me a great tip the other day. We went, we went somewhere together, and it was hot, and it was like a Friday night, and I mean, we were both just burning up from being in the sun the whole time. And he told me when he got home he was going to have a... A Gatorade and vodka. <laughs> <laughs> he said it's great because you, you, it hydrates you. And you're hydrating a, and you're, did you try one? I haven't. But he said you get the electrolytes back and you're rehydrating at the same time that you're enjoying really? a vodka. Yeah. You never had Gatorade and vodka? My brother called them Gator Tails. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. That's interesting. What flavor? Well, don't get any of the blue ones because it doesn't go well. Um, strawberry kiwi is really good. Orange is good. Lemon lime is good. Um, fruit punch is pretty good. Um, <laughs> I've tried different flavors. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. the right. strawberry kiwi is the best. On a different note about drinks. Yes. My brother was telling me he so he went to Costa Rica earlier this year on a fishing trip. And he caught like a bunch of really nice fish, but he said the guy down there, he got this real big mahi mahi, and I guess the way they kill those fish like that is they pour coke on their fins. Oh. And really? like it kills them like that. Wow. I don't know like why. Well, but I've, I've like, cleaned battery acid off my battery by pouring coke on it, getting rid yeah. of the. Yeah. I mean, the, he said it was like instant. Well, I mean, he uh, said you couldn't chop the like, corrosion rather. Yeah. The Careful instant. with that mic cord. Oh, you keep telling me that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna get you something to play with like next time. Yeah. You're fine. Mind. So coke kills them instantly. Yep. On their gills. Yeah. He just like poured it in their gill plate, and he said it was like instant, Did which I think is insane. Did they eat them? My my. Oh yeah. God, I crushed it. <laughs> so uh, earlier, for some reason, what were we talking about rats? We, we were talking about rats earlier, weren't we? We were talking about rats in the uh, hot dog making. There we go. Uh, so somebody <laughs> the other day was telling me a story 
this goes with what you just said about somebody said they found a, a dead mouse in their Mountain Dew and they were trying to sue Pepsi company for the dead mouse in their Mountain Dew. And apparently Pepsi said, that's not possible. Yeah. It's just not possible. And um, they said that it would completely dissolve within two days of being in the Mountain Dew. So they did test. <laughs> they did test where they put the, they took a dead mouse and they put it in a thing of Mountain Dew and it was completely gone. Within. Well, I've heard that you can put a couple <laughs> of nails in Mountain Dew and Coke and next day, or day or two, they're gone. Yeah. It'll dissolve a nail. Kind of, Imagine what that's doing to your gut. I know, that's what I'm, yeah. Uh, it can't be good. There's the acidity of it. I, I don't drink much pop. I, I used to. I cut way back. Yeah. Way back. Now that's I'm the coffee I like guy. tea, Gatorade water. Yeah. I yeah. drink a lot of coffee, too. I really like Coke yeah, a lot. And coffee, yeah. But, man, that's really scary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, the last time I drank Mountain Dew is when we went bow fishing. Oh, yeah. But, like, I needed it. I was really tired, so. I will say last night I probably did some serious damage to myself uh, drinking two Monsters, 32 ounces of coffee, two things of sweet tea, and a Red Bull. <laughs> we were, Did you sleep at all? Uh, I, got I would home. come home and be going, nyam, 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 nyam. Like, if you could, like, plug up something, and I, I could powder, like, a small city yeah. for a couple hours. I had a, it was rough. I mean, I got home, I got home before something. I felt perfectly awake. I trimmed my beard. <laughs> like, I did a lot of stuff at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning last night, so... Oh you well. Know, after you crash all that, though, <clears throat> when I stay up all night fishing or something, I, it it takes me a couple of days anymore to recover. I just feel like physically bad. I'll feel fine tomorrow, I think. But that's why we don't we don't shoot fish as much as we used to. Yeah. I'm too old. I can't handle being up all night long anymore. Well, that's what I love about bow season. Or <laughs> can... waterfowl hunting. My God, that kicks your butt for because you're up at two thirty. Mm -hmm. You know. Yep. Deer season, I get up. You know, during opening weekend, I'll probably be getting up at five o'clock. And if I'm hunting and then getting ready for another hunt the next day, I'll be in bed by 10. You know, it's not too bad. No. Um, I wanted to move to bow. We were talking about public fields, mm -hmm. uh, mentor hunts, things like that earlier. So another opportunity that the department provides for someone to get into hunting or just outdoors in general is the bow program, right? Becoming mm -hmm. an outdoors woman. Becoming mm -hmm. an outdoors woman. Mm -hmm. And you've attended that before. Yeah. And I've or you've helped out? Or? Yeah. I teach a couple classes down there. It's really fun. Okay. So on beautiful Lake Cumberland and Camp Wallace. Correct? Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. So this, uh, just real quick, it's September 13th to the 15th mm -hmm. of this year at Camp Wallace, like mm -hmm. you said. And Registration so ends the 3rd. It's online September. right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So tell me about it. Tell me what goes on down there. So um, if you were going to sign up, you would arrive like on a Friday afternoon and then you would stay until Sunday, midday, something like that. Um, but you could take like an afternoon and morning classes. So if you came on a Friday, you took a Friday class, you'd have Friday, then Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon class, and then Sunday morning. And you just choose what you want to learn about. Okay. So for example, like I'm... I'm taking my boat down. I'll be doing like fishing on the lake. So okay. fishing by boat, maybe some pole fishing, just kind of tough on Cumberland. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of, there's not Asian carp on Cumberland. So. No, and it's really deep. But anyways, yeah. so we'll be out in the boat and stuff. But there's a bunch of different classes you can take. You can take like pistols. I wish I had a list of everything. I've seen them shoot pistols and I've seen them shoot archery. And rifles. And, and fishing. Uh, I think they do kayak fishing. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have a list there, Lee? No, I was hoping I did. Oh. This was more about um, how to some... wildlife jewelry. Yeah. Um, there's like sometimes they do photography, by, wildlife photography, cooking by campfire. I think they're doing like a trailer backing class this year, which would be really good. Mm -hmm. You know, that's there's an art to, it, especially when you're just using your mirrors. I'm getting a lot better at that. Is there a cleaning wild game portion too? There used to be. I don't know if they're doing that this year okay. or not. It changes um, mm -hmm. every bow. They try to 
change the classes up. Because some people repeat, mm -hmm. come to multiple, I mean, people go to it and they enjoy it and they go back the next year and take different classes. Is that kind of the way I yep, understand exactly. it? Yep, exactly. So. There's a lot of information on the website. I was mm -hmm. kind of scanning mm -hmm. earlier to it's make sure I knew. Really, really, really fun weekend. And it's the register. So. It's ninety five dollars. Yeah, cheap. And that's, that's, not that's bad meals at all. included. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I eat that much. Just in and, food uh, for three days. It's capped at eighty five. I talked to uh, uh, Olivia and Becky, and they were about halfway. And this was maybe a week and a half ago. So it if really... you're interested, you need to get on it. It's on our website fw.ky.gov. Just uh, click on. Uh, Become an Outdoors Woman, and you can register up till the 3rd. It's really fun. There's a lot of fellowship. Mm -hmm. well, I guess that's the right word for Anyways. And, and there's no intimidation factor. Yes. You know, that's one of the things when you want to get involved in the outdoors. You want to learn how to fish or do things. And But, you know, you're green. This this really is a relaxing uh, educational experience, and it, not you don't have that intimidation factor you may have in just going out cold. You, mm -hmm. you, can, you can get your feet wet slowly. Absolutely. <laughs> it's really fun. So look into it if you're interested in any one of them. I mean, just look at the website and see if there's something on there you're interested in. You can sign up, 95 bucks, free meals, free lodging, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's on Lake Cumberland. You'd pay more than that for one night to stay on Lake Cumberland. And meals not included if you're going to stay anywhere else. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. what are you thinking about? I was just thinking about all the different classes they have. I was trying to remember some of the other ones. Like, oh, there's like well, learn changes, to hunt so. classes and... It's really awesome. Chad's taking people out fishing, mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Huh. And John fun. Williams used to take people walleye fishing. I think he might be he coming this again? year. Yeah. yeah. So. We well, should, John. You're retired. <laughs> 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 if you're listening, John, just give me our time. So He's a good guy. One other thing I want to talk about is, and we might talk about more, but what the foundation has coming up. So our deer hunt, we're finalizing that right now. And that'll be, that's so the raffle, it's a raffle. Drawing. And it's yeah. for a bonus buck tag, and what else? There'll be a gun packaged with it, a stay and hunt at Shaker Village, and then uh, usually a mount. Okay. Shoulder mount, too. So like last year, I know that there were, yeah. Because I put together a little video for y'all mm -hmm. last year. So it'll be very similar. So it was a bonus buck tag, uh, deer mount, the rifle package was nice last year. Do you use the same sponsors? think so. So it was Gunner's Taxidermy that provided the mount last year. Mm -hmm. It was Kentucky Gun Company that provided a rifle, scoped rifle. I think it was a 308 or something like that, mm -hmm. if I remember right. And then Shaker Village, stay in food. Yeah, which is nice. Mm -hmm. And a hunt on the property if That's you choose, really right? Good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've, yeah. Yeah, I've been there with you before. I love eating lunch at Shaker Village. It's so okay. cool. Too ritzy for me. Oh, <laughs> I might put in for this package. <laughs> the, the lemon tart, however, is lemony. Woo! So that information will be coming out soon, but if you want to go to our website, it's KentuckyWildlife.com. And if you click on the, the uh, fundraisers tab, scroll down to Trophy Deer Hunt, you'll find the information there. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll probably share that through the Kentucky Field um, Facebook page and things like that mm -hmm. in the future. Also, I got word yesterday that I'm probably going to be going out with your elk hunter this year. Awesome. I think Chad's finalizing those details. So it's almost the same deal. It's your elk, your commission elk tag mm -hmm. drawing. Yeah, the winner of that is who it sounds like I'm going to be going with. And so this is not, it, it's just a bonus buck tag, but it kind of works the same way as far as the yeah. raffle goes. And the winner gets similar packages. And uh, <clears throat> Chad sounded pretty optimistic about your elk hunter this year. Yeah. Apparently we're going to be going uh, potentially archery hunting for two or three days leading up to the start of gun season. Mm -hmm. And then when gun season kicks in, if, if we haven't had any luck with archery, it sounds like he's perfectly willing to pick up a rifle and, and try that too. So it'd be it, it'll be the first bow hunt for an elk that we filmed, 
the way I understand it. So I'm pretty excited about that. That'll be awesome. Should be fun. I think that's what uh, Scott got drawn 08, and that's what he did because it was before weapon specific. Oh, okay. So he tried to, he went late bow season. Yeah, you have to have a commission tag to do that now. Yeah. So there's only a handful of those available, and yours is one of them. Mm -hmm. and that yeah. gives you the option. It has to be a male elk. It has to be a bull, the way I understand it, right? No, no, it can be either, but it has to be in the right season. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. So you couldn't shoot a bull during cow season. And you mm -hmm. can't shoot a cow during bull only season. Yes. But you have the choice of whatever. Either sex. Yeah. Are there 10 of those this year or just eight? Um, la so for this season, there was only seven. Given seven, out. Mm -hmm. seven. So one of seven commission tags available mm -hmm. is what your hunter has yes. through your drawing. So yeah. look for that next year too. If yeah. you're interested, if you missed the boat this year, then you can jump on next year. Yeah, and you can sign up. Um, if you go to our elk tab, it should be just right above the deer, trophy deer, uh, under the fundraisers tab on KentuckyWildlife.com. Um, you can join our mailing list there, and then we'll make sure you get all the info. Yeah. So KentuckyWildlife.com mm -hmm. for more information about the deer hunt when it's posted here soon mm -hmm. and to see information about the elk hunt. Yes, sir. And like yeah. I said, Kentucky Field, we try to do a decent job sharing that information on our Facebook page and where we can. I think we've made, we've ran a couple of commercials in the past for it, so I wish They're I... They're both great packages, and they, they do a lot to help kids. We have a huge scholarship program, and then all the stuff we do for camps in Salado, so... If I didn't work here, I would put in for it. I know that I could put in for it working here, but I would kind of feel, you know, like people were looking at me side-eyed if I happened to win it, so I don't. <laughs> I'm good with that. I don't want anybody I know to win. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to be a stranger. Yeah. I got lucky. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what it has been, right? Yeah, last year there was a, a grandpa that put his kid in. Mm -hmm. And so his kid went, or his grandson, I guess. Um, yeah. He got drawn, drawn, and he killed his first deer at Shaker Village really? last year. Mm -hmm. Oh, I need to see pictures of that. Yeah, it was really cool. I've been, I mean, I've met several of your elk hunters before, and they're always great people. And just, I mean, random as can be, it seems like. I'm really excited. Yeah, for sure. I've mm -hmm. had them tear up on me and start crying out there. Yeah, the best phone calls I get to make are after we do the drawing and call people and tell them they won. Oh, really? Yeah. They yeah. usually think I'm dead, and I'm like, no, I promise you didn't. <laughs> so, well, you do some of those drawings live now. We try to do them all live. So Facebook can live so people can watch if they mm -hmm. want. And so I guess if that person didn't happen to be watching or didn't get the text message from his buddy or something like that, then yep. it's probably just a, maybe I need to start, well, I don't put in for drawings. I was going to say, I ignore so many calls from numbers that I don't know. I, maybe I need to start picking up more of those. Maybe I want something. No, I think mm -hmm. a lot of those are spam calls. Yeah, yeah, they are. If I don't know them, I don't pick up. Yeah. It's really aggravating. <clears throat> yeah, it's ridiculous. And they're in your same area code now. I think they, they, passed, they passed a law saying you can't do that anymore. Good. Because yeah. I'm, I'm like, 720. What? You no, can now renew your automobile warranty. I'm like, uh, my car is like 11 years old. That's and that has like 200,000 miles on it. What <laughs> warranty are you going to give me? So confusing. I'll get a, a call. It says Shelbyville, Kentucky. I'm like, oh, this is somebody I'll, I need to pick up. I pick up. It's obviously somebody in Pakistan mm -hmm. saying, they're, <laughs> saying their name is John. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's not. Yeah, if I'm not 100% bulletproof, I'd just let it ring. Yeah. Chase, you've been shooting your bow any? No. But uh, I'm a little behind. Like I said, I just moved to Louisville. <laughs> so, How's that been? Good? The drive's long. I, I mean, I'm the traffic's not bad because luckily I'm coming out of Louisville in the morning mm -hmm. and I'm going into Louisville in the afternoon. Everybody else, the traffic's always bad going the other way. Are mm -hmm. you 64 the whole way? Uh, it's off Breckenridge, so just uh, take the water center and then jump off one exit. 
So I'm just a little bit further in than you are because you're on the outer loop, right? Yeah, I'm on the Snyder, which is <clears throat> the worst road. I'll tell you what, Snyder is uh -huh. a pretty bad one. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I never would have thought that this would be something I was interested in, but if you want to trade vehicles, I'll drive that <laughs> little yellow bug around all day, you know, back and forth. Uh, man, you have to. Well, gas has gotten expensive again. Because well, I thought, like, man, I really would like a little SUV, and then I'm feeling my little get tank up, and I'm like, nope. Don't really want a little SUV. I'll stay with this. I've got to get something car. more fuel efficient. That's my biggest complaint about living alone. Because honestly, yeah, I had a lot more opportunity in the country as far as outdoor stuff goes. Right, I could take my dog out and just let him run. But the, my house that I lived in out in the country is surrounded by a cornfield right now. There's not a whole lot of opportunity in standing corn. Mm -hmm. You know, especially I don't deer hunt that property, so it's not like I lost a whole lot there. And the fishing opportunity around Louisville while working in Frankfurt, it's still pretty good. I can get off work and go to Elkhorn. I can, you know, be in Louisville and go to Floyd's Fork or go to the Falls of the Ohio. Mm -hmm. So the opportunity as far as that kind of stuff is still pretty good. And because most of the ground I hunt is either in Franklin or Shelby County, every single day, I'm going back and forth past some of it. So it, it's a whole lot better than when I lived in Richmond because all my opportunity to, to hunting and outdoor stuff was the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. So it, I'm passing it every day. The The only real downfall to it is I lose about an hour and a half of my day, every day mm -hmm. for the extra commute. And I'm spending $360 a month in gas just to go to and from work, which sucks. That part does <laughs> suck, really yeah. bad. No. But, hey, when you lived in Richmond, did you hunt Daniel Boone ever? No, I hunted uh, uh, Miller Welch. Mm -hmm. it's that's a, a good one. Isn't Central it? Kentucky WMA there. I spent yeah. a lot of time out there fishing. Yeah. And that's hunting. a big one too. Yeah, it is. It's a yeah. big property. I went around. That's where they the, just had the state trap shoot. Yeah, they have mm -hmm. a bit, bunch of. I, I, I shot. I shot awesome. trap and skeet out there too. Yeah. They have a really nice setup, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm not sure if it's still going on the way it was, but they had certain nights of the week. I think it was Wednesday night where you could go out there and you paid like 20 bucks or something like that, and they would do everything for you. All you needed was a shotgun and 20 bucks, and they even had shells available. So that's awesome. Yeah, we shot with the EKU trap team briefly, me and Bobby. Oh, really? Yeah, didn't stick with it. We just did it. <laughs> we went out there and shot with them a couple of times, and I don't think we were ever part of the team. We just went out there and had fun with them. But there's a lot of good... What do you... Did you hear that? What was it? My stomach just gurgled that... For sure, microphone picked that up. <laughs> it was like, right, whoa, whoa, mark whoa, whoa. this spot. I'm going to go back and listen, <laughs> see if we can hear that. Definitely could. No, but I hunted uh, Miller Welch, mm -hmm. which was good. And I, I never have hunted the Daniel Boone. I do a lot of other stuff in the Daniel Boone, but never hunted it. But if you look at the numbers of deer killed on public land, it's just available every year after the season goes out or as the season's going on, it breaks it down for every piece of public land property. You can see exactly what's taken. And the Daniel Boone always has the most numbers, but it's also 200,000 acres. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit bigger yeah. than, than most a, places. There's a lot are. of private surrounding it too, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, there is. I mean, there's private ground cut into it. I mean, if you look yeah, there's in holdings everywhere. Mm -hmm. so. Yep. You guys got anything else you want to talk about? Anything at uh, all? If uh, peep, peeps in Louisville, if you guys aren't doing anything this Sunday, when are you posting this? Today? Today. It'd be very soon. Okay, this Sunday, uh, it's a good opportunity. I'm sure there's a bunch going on around the state. This Sunday will be August 11th. Fern Creek Sportsman's Club has a 3D shoot. It's 12 bucks. It's great practice Maybe for I archery need, season. Is that why you were asking me if I'd been shooting my bow? Yeah. Sunday, 12 bucks. Fern Creek. I won't be there, but 
Everybody else should come. Um, and then at the last Sunday of the month is our last 3D shoot and cookout. So we have a bunch of good food and 12 bucks. Come shoot. It's by far the best practice that you can get for yeah. postseason. So. Well, well I found personally anyways. That might so. be something I'll look at. 3D shooting is without a doubt the best practice you can get mm -hmm. for bow season. Because you can sit there and shoot at a circle on a target all day long, but when you're actually having a picture where you want the arrow to go on that animal. So if I'm shooting a deer, I mean, it. much better practice. And the biggest struggle I have every year, or I don't, I shouldn't say every year, some of the biggest struggles I've had in the deer stand is the angle of the shot. Mm -hmm. I hit that no man's land a couple years ago, going high, and it's all because you got to, People tell me you need to think of where you want the arrow to exit and aim at the exit. Mm -hmm. And that, maybe you told me that. It's like the best advice I ever got. Aim for your exit. Because if you just picture where you want the arrow to go in at, you're not really thinking about where, where it's going to pass through. So aim for the exit, great advice. And uh, practice from uh, elevated, from a deer stand or mm -hmm. back porch or something like that if you can. We have a couple elevated stands out there too at Fern Creek. But anyways, even if you don't come to Fern Creek, get out and shoot your bow. For sure. I'm a little bit behind the ball there, but I will be doing it. And shoot your shotgun. <sighs> I'm going to start doing a rundown during the podcast, I think, where I just make small bullet points of the topics we hit. So mm -hmm. at the end of the podcast, I can go back and like just run through the list of the things we Talk covered. Talk about Baini yeah. sausages. Baini. Hot dogs. Well, yes. let's see. We started with... Fucking Gatorade. <laughs> 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 uh, Bigfoot. Moscow Mule. Bigfoot. <laughs> Jesus. Gurgly belly. <laughs> Gurgly belly. Don't quit messing with that yeah. microphone cord. Uh, Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rachel's hair, Rachel's standing up, Rachel's stretching her legs. Sorry, guys. A little antsy today. But we also talked about a lot of stuff that was on top. You guys just went through all the, the cocktails and stuff. Vienna sausages. If somebody just listened to the rundown that you all just gave. I but they wouldn't, like, fast forward all the way to the end. I can see that somebody cutting that snidbit, sending it to the commissioner. This is what they talked about on the podcast today. Uh, uh, Moscow mules and Gatorade vodkas. <laughs> no, we talked about the bass system, Asian carp. We're going to have experts on. We talked about deer season, recipes, public land. Better use dove hunts. Use dove hunts, public dove fields. We talked about the bow program. Mm -hmm. We talked about what's coming up at the foundation, the, the deer drawing. We talked, I mean, we got some good stuff there, I think, right? 3D shoots. 3D shoot coming up. Best way to practice for, for one, deer season. One week left to enter for the youth dove mm -hmm. hunts. Don't forget that. That's yeah. really awesome. Something we should talk about in a future podcast is picking the right spot in a dove field. There's an art to it. No. Well, we, picking we, the right spot and, and how to be a good... Yes. Steward and I, I don't know, be a good hunter. Like, Let's have Wes Little on closer yeah. to the podcast. Wes or one good. of the guys with mm -hmm. migratory birds talk about that. We also touched on Bigfoot today, which is very important. Mm -hmm. We don't want to forget that. Yeah, Bigfoot. Not living in Kentucky, but you know, <laughs> things Pacific happen. Northwest. <laughs> He's there. Go find him, Rachel. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Have a good weekend. Have a good weekend, everyone.